This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, September 27th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's data lines. PPIC, Prop 1 falls short. White House sets food strategy. Consumers want food as medicine and some farmer optimism. PPIC, refining Prop 1 for environmental water storage. The Public Policy Institute of California has been examining better ways to store water for the environment. In a blog post yesterday, they looked at the 2014 Proposition 1 water bond, which allocated $2.7 billion for water storage. It was a novel approach at the time, but the researchers found that more can be done to free up environmental flows if the state ever refinances the program. They suggested better accounting for how much water the seven projects can deliver for the environment and prioritize those benefits at the start. They also called for more flexibility and regional coordination of providing benefits to take more advantage of wet years. The White House is laying out a strategy today for meeting President Biden's ambitious goal of ending hunger and reducing diet-related disease by 2030. The strategy includes a few actions that the administration can take on its own, including research on front-of-package nutrition labeling and new voluntary targets for reducing sodium and added sugars. All those proposals could take years to finalize. Several proposals will require congressional approval, such as a pilot project in providing medically tailored meals through the Medicare program. The plan also calls for expanding access to SNAP and child nutrition assistance. One of the proposals would make $9 million more kids eligible for free school meals by expanding the existing community eligibility division. Keep in mind, the plan was developed by the White House Domestic Policy Council in consultation with several departments and agencies, including USDA. So what's next? Well, the strategy will be the focus of discussion at tomorrow's White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. By the way, a Republican House aide says there is bipartisan frustration with planning for the conference, saying the White House hasn't gathered enough input from groups outside of Washington heavyweights. According to the aide, House Ag Ranking Member Glenn Thompson and other Republicans are worried that, quote, This will just be another partisan exercise where the goal will be to use uh, executive orders and other means to expand programming instead of taking a real hard look at both our nation and our hunger programming. You can read our report on the White House strategy at agripulse.com. Consumers want food as medicine. A new consumer survey from Deloitte finds that consumers are still interested in the idea of food as medicine, even as they struggle to cope with soaring grocery prices. Some 78% of consumers believe the right foods can can keep them healthy. 76% think eating the right foods can be therapeutic and help alleviate certain health problems. There is some consumer confusion, though, over which foods they should eat. That, according to research research presented yesterday to members of the International Fresh Produce Association, they're holding their annual Washington meeting. Three in four consumers are taking steps to deal with rising prices, including cutting back on spending, reducing food waste, and 
switching stores. The survey also found that fewer consumers care about attributes such as sustainability, non-GMO, and locally grown. Some optimism among larger farms. Most farmers believe their profits will remain stable or increase over the next two years. That despite higher input costs, according to a McKinsey & Company report, among farmers who operated at least 2,000 acres, 35% believe profits are going to increase, while 30% think they'll remain stable. The survey also shows that growers believe input costs will be higher in coming months, and they're taking steps to manage their risk. Some 48% of farms over 5,000 acres are buying inputs earlier and are selling forward more of their production. A similar share of medium-sized farms that between two and 5,000 acres are buying inputs earlier, 47% forward selling. Large farms over 5,000 acres continue to be the most aggressive to adopt technology. Some 42% of those farms are using remote sensing technology, another 7% plan to use it in the next two years. Another 53% of large farms say they're using precision agriculture hardware. Hartzler pushes EPA to allow some use of chlorpyrifos. A Missouri congresswoman is using USDA support for some continued use of chlorpyrifos to urge EPA to allow the insecticide to be used for those 11 crops. And a letter yesterday to EPA Administrator Michael Regan, Representative Vicki Hartzler, the Missouri Republican, quotes a September letter from Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack in which he cites the department's comments telling EPA it could safely retain some food uses for chlorpyrifos. In a response to a court decision, however, EPA revoked all of the food tolerances last fall. We are actively working to identify additional tools and replace critical uses of chlorpyrifos that currently lack viable pest management alternatives, including those critical uses in Missouri, Vilsack said in his letter, which also said chlorpyrifos registrants are asking EPA to work on sublabels for those 11 uses, which include alfalfa, apples, asparagus, cherries, citrus, cotton, peaches, soybeans, sugar beets, strawberries, and wheat. In addition, USDA, quote, will work to make the case to follow the science and maintain safe use of chlorpyrifos for those 11 crops and any others that might still be adjusted or refined to meet EPA's safety standard, Bill Sachs said. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, September 27th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.